See you in court. The security of our nation is at stake. That is what President Donald Trump tweeted, all in caps, after a federal appeals court refused to reinstate his travel ban that kept people from seven predominantly Muslim nations out of the U.S. The federal appeals court in San Francisco said the argument that the ban targets Muslims raised serious allegations and presented significant constitution questions. It is the subject of today's Bloomberg Law Brief brought to you by American Arbitration Association. International trade or business dispute? Resolve faster with the International Center for Dispute Resolution, the leader in alternative dispute resolution around the world, ICDR.org. Joining us now is Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter Greg Storr. Greg, thanks for joining us this morning. Sure. Good morning. Let's start with the big question. Will the Trump administration take this to the Supreme Court? Well, it's not 100% sure. Donald Trump said, we'll see you in court, but he didn't say which court. Uh, regardless, this case um, can go forward in a federal trial court as well. This is just the, the immediate temporary hold on the order that we're talking about. So it's at least possible the administration will decide not to and will just uh, fight it out at the lower court level. What chance does this ban have in the nation's highest court? Well, they're going to have to get five votes, and that means, and with only eight justices on the court, uh, that means that they would have to get one of the members of the court's liberal wing. Um, the appeals court decision was pretty resounding, uh, three to nothing. It didn't say that the ban is unconstitutional, but it certainly said uh, that it has doubts that the ban is constitutional. And in uh, a pretty significant part of it, it's, the appeals court said very clearly that we have the right to at least review this order, and that was a big rejection of the the Trump administration. And Greg, you brought up the Supreme Court justices themselves, especially Anthony Kennedy, who is usually the swing vote. Now, how do you think you'll go with this? Well, first of all, Kennedy is is significant for another reason, too, because the administration would have to file its request with him. Uh, he could act on it on his own. More likely, he would refer to the full, full court. That's what they usually do. Um, but again, it's not going to be Kennedy that's a swing vote uh, here. Uh, because of the, the court being shorthanded, uh, to avoid a 4-4 split on the court, they have to get another justice, one of the members of the liberal wing. Uh, typically, we look to Stephen Breyer first, and so um, even just getting Justice Kennedy's vote won't be enough for the administration, at least at this stage. Of course, there's a nom- Supreme Court nomination, and at some point there will be a ninth justice, and then uh, maybe the administration will have a stronger chance at that point. Well, that's a whole new thing about the strategy involved in this, involving for anybody supporting the ban, Supreme Court nominee Neil Gorsuch. Now, he would be able to make it a five-vote majority if, first of all, obviously, he is confirmed and he makes it to the high court. What will be his impact on this case? Right. Of course, we don't know exactly what he he would do. And, and you know, we don't want to also just assume that the justices are going to go along party lines. I mean, look at this appeals court decision. There's a Republican appointee joining two Democratic appointees. The appeals court was three to nothing. Um, I think probably a, maybe a more important distinction to make is that it may be easier for the administration um, 
if they, you know, once we get to the point where the court is really deciding on the constitutionality of the president's ability to do this, we're at this stage right now where the court is asking for emergency action from the court, asking them to stop something a trial judge has done. And the, the standard for doing that is pretty high. So it's actually harder for the administration at this point to get what they want on a temporary basis than it might be uh, later on uh, if and when the court is asked to directly consider whether this order is constitutional. President Trump, he called the decision political. Obviously, he is not happy about it. The three-judge panel of the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which you mentioned earlier, they called into question Trump's executive order to limit immigration. Bob Ferguson, Washington State's Attorney General, says while they respect the president has broad authority when it comes to issuing executive orders, they still have to follow the Constitution. People in the Trump administration believe they are. Your thoughts about all of that? Yeah, and, and part of the problem that the appeals court identified was the the way this order was put into effect um, so quickly. Um, uh, it, the changing interpretations that we got, for example, about whether uh, green card holders are covered by it, uh, the fact that so many travelers were were stranded. Um, you know, it, 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 the appeals court. Um, uh, you know, suggested that that's part of the reason they're not sure that if they put it back into effect, it wouldn't have significant harms uh, against various people, including um, uh, uh, people who live in the two states, Washington and Minnesota, that filed the suit. And that brings up another point. These rulings, the states, Washington and Minnesota, they had to prove that the travel ban was causing harm. Now, it's one thing to make the case as an individual, as you were mentioning some cases about individuals at the airports, but it's harder to do as a state to make that case. Am I right or wrong about that? You're right, except the appeals court um, didn't have too much, didn't have too much trouble with that particular aspect of the case. The, the states said, among other things, people uh, at our universities, students, faculty members, are being being harmed by this, and you know the, the universities are state-run. Um, you know. Universities can't attract faculty members from overseas. Students uh, might not be able to uh, come over and attend. Um, and, and the appeals court, uh, you know, didn't didn't as I said seem like it had too much trouble with that aspect of the ruling. There were a few other places where the appeals court um, suggested it wasn't a clear, uh, you know, the answer to, to a particular aspect of the case wasn't clear. But on on what we call standing of the states, the appeals court seemed pretty sure that the states were able to sue. And as all of this is going on, another state challenge to President Trump's executive order on immigration is scheduled for a federal court hearing today. Michael Kelly, spokesman for Virginia's Democratic Attorney General Mark Herring, says it will be the most in-depth examination of the merits of the arguments against the ban. Virginia claims the order violates the Constitution and is the result of animus toward Muslims. What is the impact if another state joins the fight? Well, it just means that... that uh, it, it's even harder for the administration to defend this particular ban. Uh, you, you know, one of the things that happened here, and the administration likes to point to this, is that uh, there was uh, you know, different judges have looked at different aspects of this ban. Uh, there was another judge who who considered whether to block the whole ban and said, "No, I'm not going to." Uh, but it only took one federal trial judge to say uh, it's it's probably unconstitutional, so I'm going to put it on hold. And now there's just another front in this battle. Greg Store, thank you very much, sir. Greg Store, 
the Supreme Court reporter for Bloomberg. We appreciate it. Greg joined us on the Spectrum Enterprise phone line, Spectrum Enterprise nationwide fiber-based network and IT infrastructure solutions.